You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hello, everybody. My name is Jack Barksdale. Welcome to another episode of Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. Today, I'm here with Will Payne Harrison. I think this is going to be a really fun time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Jack. Yeah, thank you. Sorry if I sound a little nasally. I'm a little under the weather right now, but I uh, hope it sounds all right. Oh, man, it's that time of year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'll just jump right into it. And this first question I'd like to ask you, I like to ask all the people I talk to, and I feel like it's a good baseline question. So how did you get into music and into the music industry? Yeah, so not as cool of a story as yours, but um, when I was 12, um they were playing Smells Like Teen Spirit in the talent show uh, at Tioga Junior High, and they didn't have a bass player. So <laughs> I begged my mom to buy me this cheap bass. And uh, it wasn't even a full scale, it was three quarter scale and like a cheap, like 10 watt crate amp. And uh, st- I-, I learned uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit for the talent show. That was uh, <laughs> how I started playing music. Yeah. And so you started on bass. I did, yeah, because everybody else in school, small town, uh, mm-hmm. played guitar. So I knew if I wanted to be in bands, I should probably pick a different instrument. And I wasn't very good at drums. So I was like, <laughs> four strings, I can do that a little bit better. So I played bass probably up until I was about seven, 16 or 17, and then I started playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Did you start writing songs around the same time or earlier or later? Um, I, You know, I started writing songs out of necessity. Um, I became a singer out of necessity uh, because the band that I started when I was about 17 or 18 uh, didn't have a singer or a, a writer. So um, we started, I started writing and singing for that band. It was a three piece. And uh, then just kind of fell out of songwriting until probably my mid twenties. Uh, and then I kind of picked it back up. That's really interesting. So you mentioned Nirvana, and uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of wondering, what are some of some of your biggest influences? Maybe some of the early ones, or just ones that have really impacted you and your music. Well, um, the I would say the biggest influences for me, number one, would probably be uh, Willie Nelson, um, mm-hmm. definitely, and um, John Prine, uh, Guy Clark. Um, mm-hmm guys like that uh when i was starting off you know it was cool to be you know into nirvana and green day and the, the punk and, and mm-hmm. grunge scene so rock was like back then more what i was listening to blink 182 a lot of those like pop punk bands back then um but what really changed me over to like country uh, music was uh i had heard uh along black veil uh cover by dave matthews band and uh, the storytelling in it was just amazing. And I thought it was his. So mm-hmm. when I went to download it, um, I downloaded a Johnny Cash version and then thought it was Johnny Cash's version and then kind of spiraled there into more like the, the folk and country uh, world. Hmm. That's really interesting. That's really cool. So you have this new album out called uh, Tioga Titan. And yeah. I've gotten to listen to some of the singles and stuff. It's really cool. Thank you. How did this album kind of come to be from the writing to all the way to the recording? How was 
what's kind of the story of this album? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, when when I decided I wanted to do it, I'm, I'm always a, a 10 or 11 song person. I, my last record was 12 and I felt like it was too many songs. Um, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted it to be a collection of songs that had a similar theme. And I knew I wanted to do um, more straight, straight up honky tonk in uh, country music. Uh, previously, I've done a little bit more Americana uh, with a few honky tonk songs on the record. And I knew that this was like the departure or the leaping point where it was going to be more strictly uh, just country music. And um, so I picked songs that thematically made sense. Um, uh, There's quite a few about Texas and Louisiana in there. And, um, you know, some of those are are real stories like the one about my daughter. And um, I I just kind of, now I I wrote about double that. I have about 20 songs. Uh, I even, I probably have about six left that I might use for my next record, but um, I just kind of narrowed it down from there. The ones that made the most sense for the record. Um, Mm -hmm. The title track, I was actually at home in Tioga, Louisiana. That's where my parents live. That's where I grew up. Mm -hmm. And um, I I had gone through the back roads through Monroe um, and um, was in Faraday on my way home. And I was thinking about Jerry Lee Lewis being the Faraday flash and Waylon uh, being the Nashville rebel. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, well, I'm the Tioga Titan. And I just kind of pinned the song from there. I came up with the title first. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. From what I've gathered from like your bio and different interviews, uh, I believe that you, you produced, engineered, mixed and mastered this <laughs> album. What was, and, what, and took the photos. Yeah. <laughs> and took the photos. Wow. What yeah. was, what was that experience? Was that your first time doing that for one of your albums? Um, yes. So I did one back in Louisiana that is kind of now defunct. Uh, that was my first foray into it. And it's a little bit more embarrassing to, to share with the world. So, But that was my first one that I, I did, uh, Mix, Master, mm-hmm. and Produce. Um, but I was... Uh, a little bit more wet behind the ears than uh, with this one. I, I uh, you know, I've, I've spent a lot more time in the studio and, and talked to a lot mm-hmm. of producers and um, took a lot of master class courses and stuff like that during the pandemic. Um, so this is my first like official release into the world where I'm, you know, putting a lot of energy behind it. Hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. Does this album feel more personal for that reason? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Because, uh, if, if I was going to (laughs) fail, I don't have anyone to blame, but myself, you know, putting that much, uh, in, into it. Um, you know, every, every aspect, if anything's wrong, it's, it's my fault, you know, (laughs) this album is really interesting and I really, I really, really like it. What, what are you kind of hoping to convey with this album and the songs on it? Um, I think the over theme, the overarching uh, message, well, I always like to add a little bit of humor. That's just kind of my personality. Um, I think the overarching uh, message is just kind of um, love and, and kindness um, and kind of using stories and, and um, different, different points in my life. And then uh, the last track, Uncle Boudreaux went to Texas is actually, um, 
my friend Ben Delacour wrote that song um, a few albums ago, and it's it's always kind of been one that I've really uh, liked a lot. So I asked him if I could uh, cut it, and he was uh, uh, more than happy to let me cut it. So um, it just it that one felt like it f- it fit thematically with you know the the Texas and Louisiana themes, and like the you know um, the way is just about being a kind person, mm-hmm. and, um, you know about uh the the song uh despite my sin is about um really uh, for the first time understanding love with, when my daughter was born so it's just kind of mm-hmm. you know it's 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 meant to be like an adventure of of you know bouncing around between the uh slightly profane and and um pardon my language i don't know if you can curse on this but the dumbassery of of being a country singer songwriter and then also you know trying to be a good person as well huh that's really cool you mentioned that you covered a song on the album and i always i of course admire really good songwriters but i've always always admired people that can take a cover and make it their own and really make it fit their their style so that's really cool well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I've I've seen some of your videos. You you tend to do that yourself. Well, thank you. You know, you've done a lot of really cool things with your music over the years. I'm kind of curious. What is some of the best advice you have, or you know, one of the most important things that you've learned about it all? Um, the the thing that I always come back to when I feel like things aren't going my way, or maybe I'm not really a musician, is um, actually uh, a Steve Earle interview. Uh, I can't remember if it was on NPR or something where he was, he was, uh, talking about something that Towns Van Zant told him, uh, which was if you just embrace that you're a songwriter and that's all you, you, you know, that you're a songwriter, then you are a songwriter. Like you don't have to, I know it sounds kind of silly, but like a lot of times we were like, Oh, well, I gotta, you know, do these other things. I'm this, other person and it's like yeah you can still be multiple people but like if you dedicate yourself to the craft of songwriting it doesn't matter the time frame that you're in if you're in a lull where you're not writing songs you're still a songwriter and i think that that always once i heard that and and like allowed myself to say i'm a songwriter like that's what i am Mm -hmm. uh it helped me in those like downtimes when i wasn't songwriting i was just pushing a record or um, I was just uh, taking care of my kid or, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. you're not always writing songs every single day. That's impossible unless you're Woody Guthrie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I always find it really interesting to ask, to hear different people's answers on this question. That's just kind of a fun question. You know, what's, uh, one of the coolest and most memorable things that, that have happened to you during your musical career like on the stage or not necessarily no it Um, could be like meeting an idol or playing a show you've always wanted to play or you know something like that um uh, yeah well i i I did get to meet james taylor which was cool but that was just random in a uh at carter music here in nashville Um, oh wow that's awesome that was super cool. But I think the the thing that 
still I kind of go back to is back in, I think it was 2016 or 17. Um, uh, I got to play bass in the opening uh, band uh, on a run with the Avid Brothers um, oh, wow. down in Florida. And I, I haven't really topped that one yet. Um, a lot of cool, cool things. You know, I've met a lot of cool people, but um, as far as like performances go that, you know, playing for like 5,000 people a night, that was Mm-hmm. probably the largest crowd I've ever played for. So it's hard to top that one. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. I have one more question for you, and then I'll you know, I'll let you get on with your day. What are some of your goals for the future, of whether it's your music or even just your life? What's some things that you're aiming for? Yeah, well, um, the next step is to uh, not have to rely on side hustles. Um, so I think that that's, that's the big goal is to get to a point where the music and uh, photography are what, uh, completely, um, pay all the bills. And, um, of course, no matter what, I'm going to keep releasing records and and trying to get out on the road as much as I can. Um, but I think, you know, between being able to be self-sufficient on just the art and, um, maybe one day being able to afford a house in Nashville, that would be nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's awesome well is there anything else that you'd like to talk about anything about the album or uh, i know you have a website if you'd like to talk about that yeah yeah uh websites willpainharrison.com that's p-a-y-n-e and um sell, selling merch on there i got the new album um i got uh shirts and, and hats and all that stuff um mm-hmm. uh, very active on twitter i'm also on Instagram and, and Facebook and all that stuff. Um, if you want to come harass me on one of those platforms, more than welcome to. And uh, the, I think the only thing, other thing I would probably uh, talk about, which, which I, I should have, you, you actually asked it and I, I didn't really finish the question, was with the production process um, that the, what kind of that looked like was um, – I, I went to a studio uh, called Elevated Studios here in Nashville to track the, the drums and the fiddle and the guitar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I used my home studio for vocals and acoustics and uh, harmonica. And uh, mm-hmm. then I had pedal steel kind of fly the tracks in. Um, the mixing and mastering, mastering all happened here uh, at my house, my home studio. Um, and then some of the photos I took in Louisiana, uh, like the one on the cover is from Lafayette. It's a uh, Lake Martin right outside of Lafayette. And, uh, yeah, it was a process. It took about, uh, from start to finish. I think we, we started tracking in 2021 in May of 2021 was when the first drum tracks got tracked. So it, it's been a long time coming, yeah. but it's been a, a blessing to see all the people that have been listening to it Mm -hmm. yeah this has been so cool talking to you everyone please go listen to the album tayoga titan by uh will payne harrison once again i'm jack barksdale and this is will payne harrison thank you all so much for listening and thank you will for coming on and talking with me yeah yeah thanks so much jack i'll have to have you on my podcast sometime yeah i'd love to and uh, would you like to tell uh people the name of your podcast yeah, it's called Americana Station. Um, with it's uh, me and India Ramey uh, host that one. That's awesome. Well, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Yeah, I hope to see you soon. Bye.